You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this series of the Faith Roots Podcast And uh, we're talking about the spirit, the soul, and the body. Me, myself, and I living in three dimensions. And the whole aim of this teaching and this purpose in in 1 Thessalonians 5.23, Paul is telling us this is how you have peace. And so let's read it. Let's go to it. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. There are a lot of believers who do not have peace. They don't know how to have peace. They have peace occasionally. They long for that peace. They wonder why it comes and goes. They don't understand how peace works. And that's why I want to help you with this. And we're talking about the distinction between your spirit and your soul. And if you don't get the distinction between the two, there's a pretty good chance you're not going to have a lot of peace. Now listen to this, Genesis 2, 7, And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. That's man's body. You know what your body is? It's an earth suit. You know, when the astronauts walked on the moon, they were able to do that only because of those suits. You take the suit away, they can't live in that environment. Well, the same thing's true here. If you don't have this physical body, you cannot live in this environment. And that's why the body is referred to in Scripture as tabernacle. It means it's a movable dwelling. And so we have movable dwellings. And you have an earth suit. God formed Adam's earth suit first, and He created it out of the dust of the ground. Then He breathed into His nostrils the breath of life. That's the Spirit. God put Spirit inside of Adam And man became a living soul. Now all of a sudden he has a soul. The soul then is in the middle. It's the last part to be created, but it was created once the body and the spirit were together and the soul became the bridge. That's what we see. God breathed this life into Adam. And all through the scriptures, uh, the word spirit is associated with breath. And so God's breath, His Spirit, Jesus talked about the Spirit being like the wind in John chapter 3. Now, God forms our spirits. Listen to Zechariah 12 and verse 1. The burden of the word of the Lord for Israel, saith the Lord, which stretches forth the heavens, lays the foundation of the earth, and He forms the spirit of man within Him. So this is talking about creation. And God forms the spirits of people. Now, it's not something He did just once. He's still doing it. Listen to Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 7. Then shall the dust return to the earth as it was. This is talking about death. And there are a number of things here that cause death. And that's uh, symbolically stated in Ecclesiastes 12.6. But, He said, then shall the dust return to the earth as it was. That's what happens when we die. But the Spirit shall return to God who gave it. That doesn't mean everybody goes to heaven. It just means that when a person's spirit leaves the body, God has charge of where that spirit goes. We do not get a choice after that. We are no longer in the power of choice. You are in the power of choice as long as you have your body. That's it. 
This body represents choice. Once you leave this body, you've made your choice. Your choices have been made, and God honors those choices that you've made. Now listen to Hebrews 12, 9. Furthermore, we have had fathers of our flesh. Now that is a picture of your mom and dad. They're the fathers of your flesh. Uh, they, they didn't give you the spirit. They are the fathers of your flesh. That's why you have their DNA. For Furthermore, we've had fathers of our flesh which corrected us, and we gave them reverence. Shall we not much rather be in subjection unto the Father of spirits and live? Now this is fascinating. God, the Father, is the Father of every spirit being in the universe. Every angel, every demon, every human being. The demons didn't start out being demons. Satan is a creation of God. So God says, I created the waster to destroy. In other words, he said, I'll be responsible for him. And God is responsible for him because he said, I created him, so I'll give you the tools to deal with him. That's what he's teaching us by that. So God is the father of all spirits. There has never been a spirit being created by any other entity other than God the Father. He is the father of spirits. All right. So now what I want you to see is the soul in you and in me is like a bridge. So let's go to the book of Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 because this will help us to wrap our minds around the difference between spirit and soul. And they are different. For the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit. The soul and the spirit are not the same. God's Word divides them. As you read the Word of God, as you study the Scriptures, particularly in the New Testament, you will see a lot more about God's work in our spirits. You will not see a lot of Scripture in the Old Testament about God's work in your spirit. Conversely, you will see a lot about God working on your soul. But your spirit is the deepest part of you. And that's why in the New Testament, we read a lot more about what God does to change our spirits. And let me tell you why. In the Old Testament, it was not possible for people to be born again. Even if they could have been born again, the experience would not have been completed because of this. There had to be a mediator and a high priest seated at the right hand of God dealing with our ongoing sins in the new covenant walk. And that's why Christ had to come. He had to come and he was in charge, really, of his own crucifixion. He said, nobody takes my life, I lay it down. He demonstrated, John chapter 18, that he was in charge when the mob came to take him. He said, I am. When they said, where's Jesus of Nazareth? Who is Jesus of Nazareth? He said, I am. And they went backward and they fell to the ground. He was in charge. He could have walked away, told Pilate. He said, I could ask my father right now for 12 legions of angels and he'd give them to me. Jesus was in charge of the whole thing. And he allowed himself to be crucified because he was offering himself. He's the high priest. He's offering himself as a sacrifice. Now that he's raised from the dead and is alive again, resurrected, and goes back to heaven, he goes there with his own blood 
and he now is the high priest of the new covenant. And so Christ made it possible then for us to be born again. Now think about this. When Adam sinned, one sin wiped him out. In the New Testament relationship we have with God, one sin does not wipe us out. And why is that? It's because we have a high priest and a mediator. We have a go-between at God's right hand, holding us to God even when we fail. This is so very important. Now, let's go back and read this again. For the Word of God is living, and it's powerful, it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Now what we've got is six different things here, and we have metaphors for soul and a metaphor for the spirit. The metaphor for the soul is joints and thoughts. The metaphor for the spirit is uh, marrow and intents. So the marrow is the deepest part of your physical body. Deeper than anything else. Deeper than your heart. Deeper than your intestines. Deeper than your liver. The marrow in your bones is where the blood comes from. The Bible says the life of the flesh is in the what? In the blood. And so that's why the spirit in this passage is compared to the bone marrow. The bone marrow is where your blood is produced. And so the Bible teaches us that the marrow is like the spirit. It's the innermost part of your body. The spirit's the innermost part of your being. The soul is compared to the joints. Now that's what your soul is. It is a joint. It is a joint that exists between the spirit and the body. It's the in-between. And so, you know, sometimes when people are in a hospital and they're unconscious and their soulish man is not able to communicate, yet their spirits are still in the body and they know things by the spirit, but they do not have the power to communicate. That's why your soul is a bridge. Your soul is the connect point between spirit and body. When your soul is impaired, something happens to your brain and the brain is the seat of the soul. It's where the soul is. It works through your brain. And so when the soul is affected, you are no longer able to communicate from spirit to body. Your soul is the go-between. And that's why it's so important to understand that. Now, it is your spirit then that was born again. Your soul was not born again. Doesn't mean it's evil. It just means it does not have that life and nature that was given by God at the new birth. We're going to talk about how we fix that. Well, that's all the time that I have for today, but join me again tomorrow and uh, we'll pick up right here. Thank you so much for joining. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.